I never imagined the level of abandonment that I would face as a result of my screw-ups. My heart weeps for the other women and men whose lives and identities were shattered the day they became other. Loss of family in the process, and I mean my family in the process of the divorce too, so, you know, they took our side. I mean, I've done I've done a hundred of these calls, and and there are so many people whose stories I so deeply resonate with, and and they and I all feel mostly completely alone in it. And that is not true. This is the airing of grief with Derek Webb. Conversations and correspondence about spiritual D and reconstruction. Season one, episode nine. I will. from Cordova, Tennessee. If only I had stopped listening to the messages of the evangelical church years sooner, maybe I could have been spared the extra trauma of having God's sovereignty and every bad thing being for my good and God's glory poured into my wounds. Maybe I would have healed faster. Calvinism is a strong drug. It kept me faithfully submitting to a bad man. I never should have married him in the first place, but purity culture rushed me into marriage at age 21 to my first boyfriend. Our first child was born premature and died. My spouse blamed me for taking birth control the first few months of marriage, as that was against God's will, and this was our punishment. We didn't have any health insurance, and we were in so much debt to the hospital that we had to move in with my family. My ex-husband didn't believe we needed insurance, but told me to trust that God would provide for all of our finances. My evangelical parents blamed the devil, and when I went to counseling and got antidepressants to deal with my sorrow, I was told that such things were also of the devil, and I had to start lying about my medication and counseling. Fast forward a few years, and in our sixth year of marriage, we had a five-year-old, but things were still rocky. I discover that my spouse has been cheating on me our entire marriage. I'm devastated. I dig deeper, and it involves many prostitutes, an Ashley Madison account, etc. Our whole marriage is a sham. Now I find myself a divorced single parent raising my child alone. I look to my church family for help, but now I have a scarlet letter D. Everything is weird now. I stay in the church for a few more years. I groan at another sermon series on marriage and ask the pastor if there will be a message for the singles. No. A few church members share their opinion with me that I should stay single for God's glory. Some think I should only reconcile with my ex-husband, but that option gets thrown out when he quickly remarries. I go on a date. I get fussed at by the elders for going out to dinner and a movie unchaperoned. I'm a woman in my 30s for crying out loud. Then I try online dating. 
one of my closest friends chews me out for such ungodliness. I leave the church. I start questioning everything. My whole life has been based on rules and shame and fear and has resulted in no joy. I would be a fool to continue in this misery. I start to read books that I have been warned against. My pastor once spent a Sunday sermon on the heresy of Rob Bell. So I start reading some of his books. I start looking for podcasts. I listen to dangerous music. My pastor warned us to stop listening to Derek Webb as his lyrics were moving in a dangerous direction. This is the place where our paths intersect. I had listened to your music before, around the time of wedding dress. You were a guest speaker at my college, Visible School, around 2003 to 2004. Thank you for writing dangerous music. I love Fingers Crossed, and it makes me cry sometimes when I listen to it. It's just what I needed at this point in my journey as I am also breaking up with the church and I think with God. I'm agnostic now. I've lost a lot of friendships over my change in beliefs, but being able to finally explore my identity and live life without the expectations and restraints placed on me by the church has been freeing. I hope you find that freedom as well. On another note, as a woman that has been betrayed, your agony over the pain you caused seems genuine, and I appreciate your remorse. I found that helpful in dealing with my pain on the other side of adultery. May all involved find healing. Thank you for the opportunity to let me air my grief. Hey, is this... Yeah, Derek. Hey, it's Derek. How's it Thanks going? For... Good. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. It's good to chat. Thanks for making a few minutes. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. Look, I just want to say, you know, thanks for, for giving me and, you know, other people like me this this platform. This oh, is kind of cool. And no, it's, it's uh, my pleasure. This is, this, this is nice. Um, I've followed you for a long time, mm. um, but th this new album and the new songs, I mean, these are just, this is like a new level of connection. Um, wow. more so than anything else. So, I mean, it's just, it's really cool. It, it's wow. just, there's so much that I can relate to. And yeah, in I was just about to say, right so now. like, so what, so why is that? Tell me some of your story or why, why do you feel like, cause obviously we have some parallels in our, in oh, our yeah. stories. And yeah. so we've got some we resonance did. behind us, but what is it, what is it about this moment that you like, um, what part of your story do you feel like it's provided any kind of soundtrack for? I mean, it's not easy to talk about this and, Mm. it's hard in this format, but you know, I'm cautious about going into detail, but I mean, your songs just resonate because just the, the, the pain that I feel, because I mean, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I, I cheated on my wife yeah. and you know, I'm not trying to deny it or defend it. And God knows I'm not proud of it and I'm ashamed of it. And, you know, I mean, to make it even more complicated and in, in a Christian environment, I mean, I, I, I cheated with men. So, yeah. you know, yeah, trust me. I mean, I've, I've got issues to deal with and, it's like, look, you know, I, I get why my marriage is over. I mean, I'm divorced now, and mm. this has just been in the last, like, year and a half. And, wow, okay. Um, you know, and, and there's still this huge gaping wound of this broken relationship that, you know, will never be the same for either one of us. And, you know, I, I get why people are upset with me, and, you know, people are freaked out by same-sex relationships and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I get the whole consequences of sin. You know, I've been in church sure. long enough. And, and believe me, I'm, I'm paying it. I'm paying the price, but... Man. But it, it, it sucks, you know, because, you know, there's this paralyzing fear, you know, the fear that I guess we all have, right, that 
nobody would love you if they knew the real yes. you, right? And yep. and there there's a reason we feel that fear that because it it's true. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> caricatures know, I mean, are caricatures for a reason. It, you know, it's it's true. I mean, it, call me delusional, but I really, you know, in my wildest dreams, I still. I was afraid of it, but I still didn't. I never imagined the level of abandonment that I would face as a result of my screw ups. You know, it's like, man, I'm just, I feel like I'm just, I'm worse than dead. I'm like, I'm just like a fucking ghost, you know, or a leper. I don't even know the right terms to put on it. questions i mean what what have you what because we have to survive and and we have to and we're out of desperation you know we will and we will survive and and what have you found what comfort have you found have have you found a new community or people who you find love and accept you or in a different way or or have you found maybe even people in the in a church community that um, that have done that or, and how has it, how is all of that or any of that, how does it bear on how you see the world spiritually or any of that, your relationship with, you know, God or, or whatever it is. I mean, like, how's all that felt to you? Well, good questions. Um, I guess, first of all, I mean, you said something about desperate or desperation or something. I mean, that, that was total desperation at first, you know? So when it just hit the fan, um, I mean, I, I literally had people at the church I was going to, uh, pastors even, who told me that I shouldn't come back on the church campus because so many people were upset with me, you wow. know, and and I, I, I've never been back. Um, but wow. out of desperation, I mean, because this is my whole world, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, I'm over 50, you know, mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not new to this. <laughs> sure. And yeah. I mean, this is this is my whole life. I mean, church and Christianity and faith. So. I mean, immediately, my gut reaction was I, within a week, I was still going to a new church, you know, and sitting in the back and crying through the whole thing, wow. and you know, and, and I'm going to Christian 12-step programs and Christian counselors, and I just yes. kept on and on and on, and, um, you know, to be honest, you know, fast forward, um, I, I, I finally quit. I, I gave yeah. up on, on church. Um, I mean, Easter Sunday of this year, I intentionally decided not to go to church and mm. just— I, I drank mimosas with my next door neighbor yes. and just kind of made a declaration that I'm not going back or I'm taking wow. a break. You know, I yeah. told my friends it was a break and I, I don't know, maybe it's a break, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. Um, there's a so, handful of people that did yeah. support me. I mean, just so you say where I found it. So, um, it, it, you know, things aren't a hundred percent, right? I mean, this sounds dramatic. I don't mean to over-dramatize no, it or no, play no. this huge victim thing, you know, there, but literally two, three people and a couple of strangers, who stuck by, you know, stood by me, um, who, who kept me sane and kept me from just pulling out in front of oncoming traffic or Mm, something mm -hmm. and who got me through it. And, um, most of them are believers still, you know, so I, I don't think I've just written off all of faith, but I am, I'm a big skeptic now of, of church. And I just, you know, I, I did get back into another church and at the end of the day, I just, I don't know. It's like, I, 
it just wasn't working, you know. Hmm. And now my heart's broke. There's no way my debt can be paid. Cause I'm haunted by the love I couldn't say. It follows me. I don't, I don't not believe in God, right? I, I'm not agnostic. I, I still okay. totally believe he's there. And it's like, I, I want this to be true. But, you know, there's that, that's one kind of aspect or one voice. And the reality, though, is, you know, the, the message that was very loud and clear to me from my faith community, I'm talking about the leadership, the friends, yeah. the people I'd been raised my kids with, you know, my whole life, everything, the, their message was basically one of, you know, I guess that even God can't fix this shit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the message. I mean, you know, that somehow I'm hopeless as a human being. I mean, I, I, that yeah. my marriage that, that, that was you've certainly some, You've somehow invented a situation or a circumstance or a sin that is an asterisk to the end of Romans 8. With, yes, with that, exactly. that, that litany of all the things that could never separate you from God's love. Apparently, yes. and, and I, here in the yes. 21st century, a couple of us have actually uncovered the, oh, yeah. the, the, the things that actually are the exception to that list somehow. Well, yeah, that, that somehow I don't deserve grace or I, I deserve this shunning. You know, I, I deserve to mm. never have anybody like anything on my Facebook ever again, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, whatever yeah. it is. And, and so, yeah, you know, those, those messages are so strong and they, they cut mm. so deep and they, they hurt so bad um, that it's hard in the middle of all that to really believe that somehow God isn't part of their voices, you know? Because in the same I mean, way, and I, and I don't mean to, I'm, I'm, what I'm not trying to do is, is turn this into a theological conversation, but in the same way that there is a, a thread of belief that says that the Bible, the Bible's ability to have truth in it and its arguable inerrancy is due to God's mysterious hand over all the, all of its authors and the way that he, kept that thread in line in the way that he, and in the same way you would think because of the way that the Bible talks about the the institution and function of the church and that assembly, that the same thing should be occurring there. And if the output of that assembly are the messages that you're receiving, it's, it's hard to separate that and maybe inappropriate even to separate that from the idea of who God is and how he behaves. And if that's the case, then maybe that's a person that you know i'm not really interested in having a relationship with and and I mean, and, and certainly seems to be a no have no interest in having a relationship with me and well and that that's the hard and part that's, and that shit gets complicated too, fast yeah it does it does and, and to be you know quite frank again you know more information that i probably want to share no. but you know the the same sex thing it, it's just very hard i mean i'm dealing with that too on top of a divorce on top of everything right. else i'm t- i'm trying to figure out who i am and and I've grown up in conservative circles. And, right. and so for me right now, you mentioned scripture. I mean, it's very hard. I, I, I've had every, you know, I've had every verse in the world preached at me, wow, you know, even imagine. though people didn't know it was me, um, you know, right. about what's so inherently broken about me that's different than anybody else on the planet, mm. uh, that it's really hard to, it's even hard to turn to scripture for comfort because all I hear are those voices again, you know? Now, now look, I, at the risk of sounding, you know, so horrible though, I mean, there, I, I still totally believe in, 
there, there is tremendous beauty and grace and love in this world. And I've felt it, you know? I mean, one friend uh, who literally lives 600 miles from me, um, probably the most moving thing that happened to me in this whole thing. I mean, the minute he found out that this was going on in my life, he's like, I'm, he's, he's, I'm coming to see you. And I'm, I'm like, mm. you, can't, you can't drive 600 miles to come see me. No, you know, wow. I won't let you, you know? And I kind of pushed back on him until we could come up with a, you know, more of a mutual place to, to meet. But I mean, that, that kind of love was yeah. amazing, you know? So yes, that there are people who care. Um, and, you know, if that's what God is, then yes, you know, mm. but it's just, it's sad that there's so little of that. Uh, and, and I have, a, I have some new friends, um, yeah. who I think have, who know my shit from day one yeah. and, and, and have, and don't care. I mean, yeah. you know, in a good way. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, that's fine. You know, they, They'll, they'll hang with me. So, so Well, and so, the real yes. and best version of something is going to be rare and it's going to be, it's going to, it's not going to be easy. And it's so, you know, who's to say, I mean that, the, but the fact that, that any, there are any people anywhere who can love like that is, yeah is, 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 is an encouragement and it's a thing to be remarked upon and it's a thing to be grateful for. And, and maybe it does speak to something, something bigger Maybe not. Maybe it's the, maybe these are just remarkable no, I, fucking people. But but no, maybe it does. I, I, you know. I know it. I know it does. I, mm. I think for me right now, it's trying to define what that is. You know, I think mm. I have this weird uh, kind of warped kind of prodigal narrative in my mm. head that's stuck there. Of you know that somehow, and it's a beautiful story. Don't get me wrong. But there's this mm. idea of you know the person who 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 leaves, he goes away, he does something really really bad. And then the only way to fix that is you have to go back to where you came from, hmm. you know? And, and that's, I get it in the, in the biblical context of the story, but right now in my personal life narrative, you know, there's just this voice in your head that says the only way to fix this is you have to go back. You have to go back to that church and that group right. of people, you know, and that, you know, that faith community yes. or else it's never going to get fixed again. It's like, well, maybe not, you maybe know, not, I, I, that's right. you know, I mean, for me, my prodigal story is still onwards and upwards it's, it's somewhere else it's that's not right. trying to retrace my steps it's not trying to go backwards and that's good man. you know and, and that that that's what resonates wherever with me, you go you go forward from here yeah yeah to no one's surprise words all turn out to be true Death do us part I'll have to bear witness to To losing you You're still here and I'm still here, right? And we're talking. That's right, so, that's right. I mean, and that's today. That's right, and, and, th and this is I, all that we really know for sure. And yeah. no matter what I, I we believe be about anything else, this is all we actually have, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't think there was still hope or something. That's right. Because I certainly wasn't, I didn't set up this call just to bitch at you because... No, <laughs> no man. Well, and, I, and I hope you're not getting any of that. Absolutely uh, not. No, I can't tell you how much, how moved I am by it and how resonant I am. And I, and, um, and I borrow some of that hope that you've got. And I, and, um, and I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you being willing to talk to me about it. And I well, hope we likewise. and I, I hope we can talk. I hope we find opportunity to talk a lot more in the future because I want to hear where the story goes. 
I would love to. I mean, I hope we get that chance someday. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Man, thanks. Thanks for thanks Thank for chatting. You. Thank you. I do appreciate it. So All right. We'll talk let, more. Let, yeah, let's talk again sometime. Okay. See thanks, ya. man. All right. Bye. bye. I was the other woman. I've listened to Fingers Crossed over and over, hoping for a sense of compassion towards the person you cheated with. I'm not sure it exists. Maybe I'm missing it, but judging solely based on my experience, compassion doesn't exist for the other person. When an affair is done, it's as if they didn't exist. Saved marriages are cheered for. Saved affairs are not. The broken-hearted wife accepts kindness and warmth for being scorned. The mistress is left alone to deal with the aftermath of her own broken life. Marriages that fight through and survive the storm of an affair are celebrated. The one person who grieves this ceases to exist when a family is in the middle of it. Her sin is too great to deserve compassion. She watches as the person she loves showers his regret over her very existence to the ones he truly loves, and in this case, the world. I know the right thing to say is that I feel sad and sorry for your ex-wife and kids, but I don't. They have enough of it. My heart weeps for the other women and men whose lives and identities were shattered the day they became other. Oh, how could I let you go? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but now it's too late to tell the taking a few minutes to chat yeah absolutely uh so we've got 10 minutes tell me your story so um yeah so like the last year man it's just been i've been to church in three years i okay. <laughs> quit a job got divorced um lost the family in the process and i mean my family in the process of the divorce too so yeah Wow. Um, you know, they took our side. Wow. And, 
so you know just <laughs> hearing her album i mean I, I i remember sitting there and just feeling broken uh some of the lyrics and and i never try to interpret what somebody else means i only try to think about what they mean to me because sure. i'm a firm believer that um feelings are always real and they can't be wrong um right and so if somebody feels something then then that's reality it's and, legitimate yeah yeah and so you know like you singing it and have a meaning behind it i'm sure it has a specific meaning to you and that's a certain feeling to you but but as i you know hear it it has a specific feeling to me too but that's right. somewhere in there there's something that's very similar and i and i feel it and i hear it mm. um as i listen to the album so wow yeah that's kind of where things are at yeah and so um and so what what has been I mean, for me, there was a loss of several things at once for me, or they yeah. kind of ran in parallel. I mean, I, I think that as I thought about it, the, the, the one probably gave opportunity to examine the other. And, um, you know, yeah. in terms of a divorce kind of leading to a, all right, well, let's kind of take an inventory of how I'm looking at the world. Does it, that make any sense anymore? And, yeah. and yeah. what was that process for you? I mean, it, it did, did what, yeah, like, like was, was there a sequence, you, you know, or a, or a, um, so yeah, I've always dealt with, um, depression and anxiety, right? And yeah. I've been, I've, I've been kind of one of those, um, I've been, I've been successful in my life, you know, yep. I've always, I've done well in everything that I've done. I'm very type A. Yeah, um, gotcha. I, you know, I, I climb mountains as a hobby, not because I'm good at it, but because there's a mountain to be climbing and I have to prove myself that I yeah. can do it. Yeah. And, and so like, it's, it was kind of weird for me always having to deal with that, um, alone, right. The, the, the depression part of it, because you put on a good face and people think everything is fine, but in reality, you're, you're struggling just to breathe every day. Yeah. And, um, so the process for me was, you know, I was in a really bad work situation, but also I was, um, not in a good marriage at the same time. Mm. And, I don't know that one led to the other, but it kind of started from going through a very serious bout of depression. And um, it, a lot of people think that depression leads you to um, have unrealistic thoughts of what's taking place around you. Mm. But sometimes depression actually causes you to reach bare minimum where you have a truly realistic view of what's taking place. Huh. And that when you remove all the the things that don't matter and you're down to this is all I have left it it makes you take that inventory you know like to, to kind of put it in your terms that mm -hmm. okay so where am I and you know what do I need to do from here and and when I when I realized that my professional life wasn't going well and at the same time my personal life wasn't going well um and you know you sneak up on that 40th birthday and it's that right. the classic midlife crisis and right and I, I think for me it was I, I guess I reached a point where when I made the decision on one that I was going to leave one and I made the decision on the other that I was going to leave the other, I reached a point of, oh, I've got nothing left to lose. And so people right. can say what they want and they can think what they want. That's right. But, you know, I've been laid bare. So <laughs> right. whatever you have to say about me or think about me, trust me, I've thought worse and I've said worse yes, about man. myself. Yes, right. Yeah, that, so, that's, that's resonant for sure. And, and I feel like my experience was similar in that you get to a point where you realize, I, th I think, I mean, I think that I probably, 
took a hard inventory of almost everything during that time, even yeah. like my my work life, my um, you know where, where there wasn't any special, it, it, there was there wasn't especially any disruption there, but it but I kind of shook it up a little bit because I was like right, you know, like I, I you get kind of warmed up to um, reevaluating, re having to reimagine what your life looks like, and you're like, well, I mean. I guess there's seasons of life where you, where you pull, you know, like one thing at a time. You pull up by the root to examine and see if there's changes that need to be made. But I, I guess this is one way to go. Why don't we just pull it all up at once and let's just, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I do yeah. because because it's like you get to a point where you you crawl, you pivot and it's like, all right, I think probably sixty five or seventy percent of my life is being altered right now, and so I might as well just go all hundred percent. I might as well just like. And 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 I, and I don't and I I also acknowledge that I have a I don't do anything in moderation like I have a pretty yeah. extreme personality anyway. Sure, sure. But it actually wound up being kind of good for me because you 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 kind of have this strange moment where you can stand and just kind of look at all of it and just say, what of this rings true? What of this ma- what what of this yeah. matters to me? What a, what of all of these things do I feel like matter and are worth? my life and my time that I'm spending, whatever I have of it. And it, you know, it's, it gets, it's tricky territory to start to talk about like this. But for me, it's like, since there's some of this, that is change that I don't want, that I don't like, even if it's, even if it's changed the fuse of which I lit, it's, they're not things that I want to be happening. And it's not, you know, and it's things I wish I could, that I wish could be otherwise. But, but if, 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 uh, if there are those things, if there is like permanent negative change that's happening that I feel at least at that point felt a little bit out of my control, what is maybe good change that I could also get going? You know, like what what, what are other, you know, how, how can I kind of turn this into maybe generally a constructive thing and maybe kind of use the opportunity to say, well, I'm kind of in a pretty risk tolerant season right now, apparently, because there's so many things that are changing anyway. I might as well use it as a moment to just kind of, you know, it, it's like oh, add, know. It, it's like adding a five dollar thing to the end of a hundred dollar Amazon purchase. It's like right. you know, or like rolling home insurance into a mortgage. It's like at that point, I'm not going to really notice one more little bit of change. Right. I might as well just really go for it and use it as an opportunity to really examine my life and see are there things. Yeah that might be good that I need to change as opposed to things that I wish weren't changing. And, and yeah. sometimes that can be, it's, it can be overwhelming, but it can be a great moment. It can be a, a moment where interesting things can occur. And well, and, and what I've learned is that, you know, when you're at your darkest, I mean, <laughs> yes. the, the lyrics, the lyrics of center aisle, um, mm. probably saved me <laughs> mm. in the last year. Yeah. Um, you know, from um, well, crime if you committed demanding such a penance. Yeah. And uh, realizing that you know there's a there's a very literal fork in the road where that's right. Either I do make some really drastic changes, or it's over. Like yeah. yeah. You know, you can't live in that pain and suffering. That's right. And so, if you can't live in it, then that's right. You've got to, you've got to, 
you know. Yeah, you feel like your choices get very, very narrow really fast. Yeah, yeah, and I reached a point, one of my best friends when I was in the military, his name was Stewie, and uh, Stewie had gone through a really rough upbringing, you know, bad stuff in his childhood, he made some really rough choices, but he'd come out of it, and he'd grown up, and and Stewie was famous, and I mean, this is 20 years ago, I remember him saying this to me, mm. when we would go into some really harsh environments, and we'd go into some really difficult challenges. And, yeah, I can't imagine. And, and he, he would simply say to me, <laughs> you know, if they can't take a joke, fuck them. And, yeah. <laughs> and we'd be dealing with some real crap, you know? And, yeah. and it was like in very serious moments where you're up against it, you know, sometimes you just got to... He's right. You just yeah. got to say, fuck it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, this is all I got. And so you're going to get authentic me. And if you can't deal with it, well, that's right. I'm that's sorry, right. but this is all I got. And there's kind of, and, and there's something I think if you can push through the desperation of those moments, and I know those moments, I know, I, yeah. I, I know what, what you mean. And if you can push through them, then again, it almost feels like a, it can feel like a liberating, like, wow, okay. Well, well, maybe I just have what I have on me, and I start from here. Yeah. And what life can I imagine for myself? And what, how can I move right. forward? And um, and it can be a liberating thing. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not bound to anything. I'm not held because if I can work, if you can fight through a moment as hard as that, and you can come out on the other side and say, I'm choosing to proceed. Right. Then it's like, well, that means, I mean, ver- versus the alternative, I can. Any choice, any, any insane choice, yeah. is kind of better than the alternative. So it's like that's right. You know, like I can do any. It's it's like I mean, this is a stupid example, but it's like if if it's you know I've had like um, you know late nights where I'm you know where I, I'm kind of fighting through hard things, and I and I decide you know okay, well let me just come up with any alternative idea alternate idea and i'm like all right well then you know what i'm gonna stay up all night and watch all the lord of the rings movies that's gonna be (laughs) because and yeah that's gonna ruin my day tomorrow but right now i just need something to distract i just need something to pull me like any crazy thing suddenly you're like it's just something to take you out of the moment and next thing you know it's yeah it's the morning you're exhausted but you're like but you know what like you fight through That's those things, and sometimes you just need to allow yourself. Like you can do any crazy thing that you need to do, and sometimes it can even be a great thing, but it can right. sound crazy. Like you can take any crazy chance. You can take what 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 do you need to do to to shake up and disrupt and shake yourself out of it, and all of that's at your disposal, and you can do that. Right. And sometimes right, it's the only way you live, right? Yeah, and and it kind of opens you up to a new way of life. You know, right. like it, it can kind of be. Amazing. But the thing that I found that I hope that you know and that I remind myself of and I think is the reason that, that the that this whole Aaron Grief thing has wound up meaning so much to me personally is yeah. that, that the, the message at the end of it and on the other side of it is um, that helps to get through those moments, if not an all-nighter watching Lord of the Rings, the thing that can help you get through is remembering that as isolated and alone as you feel – Right. There is a cloud of witnesses around you going through it as well. Right. Um, right. Like, you know, like the, to repurpose a little bit of biblical language, like there are, I mean, I've done, I've done a hundred of these calls and, yeah. and there are so many people whose stories I so deeply resonate with and, and they and I all feel mostly completely alone in it. 
And that is not true. Um, and so in those moments, that's why I think recovery is so important. My friends who are in recovery, it's, it's the most important part about that is the, the congregating and gathering and remembering that there are people who have your back and there are people who resonate and really deeply relate to and are where you are. And you right. fight with and for them also, just like they fight right. for you. And, right. and I think that that's, for me, has been some of the most sanity-giving reality and truth that I've been able to hang on to, you know? Yeah. So anyway, well, man, I, I can't tell you how much I really appreciate you telling your story. And I appreciate the resonance that I find in it. And I will if you will, you know, let's, let's hang in there. Right. Yeah, and keep it up, man, because what you're doing, I mean, I'm on the road a lot for work, and yeah. the, the purity of what's taking place right now is a beautiful thing. Well, and thanks for being part of that, you know? Yeah, of course. And, and lending course. your voice and your story to it, I really appreciate it, and I hope we can talk again sometime. All right, man, much love. All right, we'll see you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you found it meaningful and that as fragmented and isolated as you might sometimes feel, that you know you are not alone. We want to encourage you to share this episode or any others with people you know who might also need to hear them, who also need to know that there's still a place for us and still room at the table. If you want to add your own voice, lend your support, or meet our team, you'll want to visit theairingofgrief.com and you'll find additional content for each episode there as well. We are a small team, but we have big dreams of creating new ways of connection and community where so many of us have lost those things. So if you resonate with this work and want to help us keep the conversation going, please consider joining us through Patreon. And you can learn more at theairingofgrief.com by clicking Become a Patron. We have so much we'd love to be able to do. The podcast is truly only the beginning. So thank you for being with us in this, however it is that you can be. And that said, we will see you after church next Sunday for the airing of grief.